You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. In Australia, we know that water is precious. The last drought had a severe and lasting impact on families all around the country from cities to the bush. So how do we teach our kids about how waste impacts our freshwater and ocean environments and how important being water-wise is. Joining me to talk about this is Karen Player from the Australian Museum. Hi, Karen. How are you? Hi. Great to be here today. Now, um, I know that recently the Australian Museum ran workshops for kids by Sydney Harbour in the Botanical Gardens. It sounded amazing. You're teaching kids about all sorts of things to be water-wise. It does seem, though, quite a complex concept to teach kids. How did you engage them in this topic? Um, it was a beautiful spot outside and, and it's really nice when we get to actually do our teaching um, outside in the real world, in the environment. Um, so we're really lucky that we have some great resources um, at the Australian Museum through our Museum in a Box program um, and they're resources that we lend out to schools. So we had our beautiful catchment model um, that were able to pour water in and actually simulate what kind of things might happen in the environment. So we've got a beautiful national park and someone's dumped some rubbish and we have a really a whole story and a journey about you know, this could have been dumped 10 years ago, but the barrels are leaking and all of these oils and chemicals are now in our, in our catchment, in our waterways, not only in our drinking water catchment, but also in our environment that are affecting our plants and animals, our agriculture, and we use food colouring. So when it, when it mixes through, it makes this horrible colour and the kids really get a sense of this, this, is, this can happen. This is happening in the environment. It's happening now. And what impacts it will have, not only to us, um, you know, personally, but also to the plants and animals, the native environment, agriculture, you know, where we get our food um, and all of, all of that idea. And we can do lots of different things. We've got a, a truck that spills um, oil that gets into the um, – and petrol that gets into the environment. We've got, you know, good and bad farming practices and just, you know, even things just linking to erosion and sediment into our, into our environment. So some I mean, the kids think is natural and how that can actually have an impact as well. So really hands-on and visual. So it seems to me that there are two things that you, you're possibly teaching children. One is to be individually responsible and the second is to have a sense of the wider world and the wider community and possibly be more engaged in that as they grow older. Is that part of what you're trying to teach them? Because not even adults aren't really that aware about what's going on in the environment, are they? Absolutely. I think it's really important to have that really sort of big picture about water. You know, so many places in the world don't have access to fresh drinking water and, you know, the impact on on health. Um, In Australia, we are really lucky. So for both of our drinking water and recreation, we've got access to beautiful, um, you know, environments. Um, So really giving the kids a big picture of of how those um, environments can be impacted upon, but also what they can do every day to make a difference. So we really push the message of, you know, just pinky up rubbish, you know, things that will get into our uh, rivers, you know, it might be something in the school, gets into the rivers, but eventually gets into the ocean as well. So you're really that full circle. Um, But yeah, giving kids an opportunity that they can make a difference just by doing little things every day. Do you talk to them about turning off the tap? Because my kids, it's something that I must have been taught so much as a kid and especially having lived through droughts when we were on water restrictions and being told, don't have super long showers, turn off the tap. And I wonder how many people that message gets through to. 
I hope a lot. Um, So we do it a lot through school programs as well as I know lots of other organisations have lots of great water education programs. But yeah, it is those little things, turning the tap off when you're brushing their teeth. You know, we often will ask the kids, well, what can you do today that can help? And a lot of them will say um, turning off dripping taps, um, thinking about turning off the tap when they're brushing their teeth, thinking about when they're watering, you know, not watering hard surfaces. We take that for granted. Anyone that's come through the last grout, it was hammered into us. You know, only being out of water two days a week. And I think a lot of people have actually Clean kept... car on the lawn. Yes, yeah. And a lot of people have actually kept that going after the water restrictions were lifted, which I think is great. So I think this generation of kids that are coming through probably have a much better sense of um, sort of water water use and water wasting than probably, you know, kids did, a, a, um, you know, a decade ago um, because they've come through with that. You know what? We can do these little things and, you know... You could go to the extreme and have a bucket in your shower and, you know, your wastewater fills up the bucket. But even people using grey water still to clean their, um, to water in their garden, those kinds of things are still in place. And, you know, even if you look at your washing detergents, they will often still have, you know, um, phosphate free or phosphate light. And people are still having that green message in their head when they're thinking about water. And hopefully it's subconscious now that people, it just is something that's within their um, environment. So I think the kids, you know, certainly when we ask them questions, come up with a really great variety of things that they can do um, to help save water and also to protect their catchments and environment. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Karen Player from the Australian Museum, and we're talking about teaching kids how to be water wise and um, and how I guess they're also teaching us as adults, aren't they, Karen? Um, how to be um, sensible with our water and how to stop pollution where we can. One of the things I always thought was sad, but I'd be interested in your take on this, is when I was growing up, we often did have a lot of water play on the sprinkler, you know, running around. And I always thought, oh, is this, are these children going to miss out on that? Is being water wise also saying, okay, let's not do those things so much anymore? Um, I don't think necessarily. So certainly my kids, we've, you know, I think the water bomb things that you yes. get these days that fill up in 30 seconds and, you know, you're not wasting all of that water. I remember trying to fill up a water bomb as a kid. I'd probably wasted 20 litres of water trying to fill <laughs> one single one up. So even things like that, that again, I'm sure is not um, necessarily an active decision, but it's more of a convenience. You know, those kinds of things are easier than they were. I always think, you know, with my kids in the backyard, um, it's summer, it's hot, we don't have a pool. We do a lot of water play, but you know what? It's watering our garden at the same time. So we look at it that way. We won't water the lawn that day or water the garden because the kids have been, you know, having, having a lot of fun. So I think it's a matter of having an idea of moderation. You don't want to create a swamp in your backyard. You don't want to be wasting that much water. But, you know, being able to have the kids, you know, in a contained bucket, like a big sort of tub or something like that, and having water play in those circumstances, even in an urban backyard, um, is, is still a great opportunity. That water can then go into do your plants. We will have big containers that will then water the garden with afterwards if you know, it's full of grass and mud. You know, <laughs> dog's not going to drink it. I'm not going to put the kids in it, but I can then water my plants with it afterwards. So it's the idea of sort of using things wisely. So it's not we can't use water. It's how we can maximise the use of it. 
And finally, if parents are listening and they have a, a child who's interested in this sort of stuff, where can they go from here? Well, certainly on the Australian Museum's website, we have quite a lot of resources on just general about what water is. You know, the the, the fact that most of the water that we do have on Earth is salt water, and it's really a very, very small fraction of the water available is actually fresh water and available for plants and animals and humans to access. So there's lots of graphs and charts. There's also some world um, water use things as well. So looking globally about what countries are using most water, then it's also water conservation as well. So how to be water wise at home, how to be water wise at school, how to be water wise in the garden. So lots of different fact sheets and information there um, that's available on the Australian Museum website. And really just, you know, use the internet to try to do some searches as well. There's lots of resources out there. Karen, thank you so much for coming in today. You're welcome. That was Karen Player from the Australian Museum and we'll pop a link up to the website she was just talking about on ours later this afternoon. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.